Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello folks, it's David here and I would just like to take a moment to ask you to go and check out our sponsors NordVPN. Internet security, very important. I'm sure it's... Something that you're concerned about as well. Me, I like to know that I'm the person in control of my data. I live on my phone and the amount of stuff I do on it from banking to documents to private messaging, I need to know is secure. We all know that there are bad people out there who will come in and uh, try and get our details and try and spend our money for us. NordVPN prevents that, especially if you're using public Wi-Fis or you're using Wi-Fis away from your home. If you use NordVPN, you are safe and protected. It also allows you to take short holidays to places if that's ever required. It's a brilliant product. I use it every day and highly recommend it. And you can get a tremendous offer if you go to nordvpn.com forward slash heart and hand that's nordvpn.com forward slash heart and hand or use the code heart and hand to get up to 70% off your nordvpn plan you'll also get one additional month for free risk free with nord it's 30 day back money uh, 30 day money back guarantee so all you need to do if you don't like it is just say nope and you'll get your money back so go and check them out as i say it's very important you'll get peace of mind Go to nordvpn.com forward slash heart and hand. Good evening. Welcome back to Heart and Hand Extra. This is your second free show of the week. And I am your host, Adam Thornton. Joining me for another very happy Friday show we have, first of all, Mr Alan Bradley. Hi Adam, uh, throat's a wee bit sore from last night, but I'm sure you'll allow me that, but looking forward to this one, pal, yeah. Yeah, throat, head, everything, uh, a wee bit sore in this house, if I'm being honest, um, and most of it's default of. Ross Hutton, how you doing? I'm very well, thank you mate, much like yourselves, throat, head, body, arm, muscles, everything's sore, but worth every <laughs> single bit of it. Do not think even my brain is sore. I just feel like that <laughs> the adrenaline of last night is still wearing off. Um, yeah, okay. So we are here to look back on Rangers' 3-1 victory uh, over Braga in the Europa League quarterfinals, a result that puts Rangers into the semi-finals of this competition for the first time since 2008. Alan, uh, an incredible achievement anyway, just to go through as it was back then. But for me... The rampant performance last night by, by Rangers was just as pleasing as, as going through on the night. Yeah, I would agree fully. Yeah, the performance was, I mean, just magnificent, to be honest with you. I, I think in terms of context as well, if you think of it, Adam, 66 years European competition, you know, has been running for, including the one we're going into, we'll have been in eight, only eight semi-finals, And in the past 50 years, this will only be our fourth one. So I think in terms of context as well, it just shows you, you know, how important it was, what a big result it is, and really positive now looking forward there. Absolutely. It's it's Strangers, you have to win. But I think when we're talking about the European stage, getting into the semi-finals is is a huge, Mm -hmm. a huge achievement. Absolutely. 
Ross, as we said, Rangers battled Braga, to be honest, didn't they? It was it was absolutely everything that, that last week wasn't in terms of performance. It was exactly what we needed. Yeah, and I think we all kind of went into the game saying it was like a fast start and to really try and get at Braga. I think that was probably the most disappointing aspect of, of last Thursday. So I don't think we really done ourselves justice at all over there. And when it went to 1-0, you were kind of thinking, right, OK, we can just keep in the tide and I think we can have a real good go at them back at Ibrox. That's exactly what happened. Listen, you get to the stage of the competition, all the teams you're going to play are going to be good of a certain level. But I think it's not unfair to say the Braga with the draw that we all wanted because we knew we could get at them and we did that last night. I mean, I was reading what the Opta stats earlier on. I think it was an extra what, 5.64, which is a, a knockout record in the Europa League. I mean, it was stagnant. It was an absolute doing. And I think maybe that would be the frustration about the game going the, the distance into extra time as well as we really should have had it wrapped it up in the 90 minutes. But overlooking that, the chances we created and the intensity that we played, I would completely and fully agree with what the two of you just said there. That was just as pleasing, if not more so, than the actual um, end result as well. To going through is one thing. Now, my, I'm very much a product of Walter Ball in earlier European campaigns. This is only the second time in my lifetime this has happened, but... It's very, very different to that, isn't it? We go into those games looking for a nil-nil and then kill the game over in, in the away legs and with the away goals. Can't do that here. Not going to be the same. It's incredibly visually pleasing Rangers to watch in Europe, the way they, the way we play, the intensity we play at, the way we get at teams. And as I say, I think that's what we're all hoping for last night as we go and do ourselves justice and really get this Braga team and see what they're all about. And we got rewards for that. Yeah, absolutely did. That away goals thing is quite interesting because... I. I liked I quite liked the away goals. I thought it added a bit of a bit of jeopardy, but that's the first time last night that we've been the beneficiaries of it. I only realised this morning that when you look at that game, if, if Braga had scored that goal and then hung on and went through on away goals, that would have been an absolute sickener because like you said, the amount of chances even the amount of chances we created in ninety minutes, um, was absolutely incredible and we'll we'll start to run through them. But I think first off, um in terms of the team that, that we brought out. It was obviously McGregor and goals, Tavernier at right back, Barisic at left back, Bassi and um, Goldson in the middle, then a midfield two of Jack and Lindstrom, and then we had Ramsey, Kent, Aribo and Roof up top. Alan, thoughts on the, the lineup? There's a few calls in there that I thought were quite interesting, but probably the right ones. What were your what were your thoughts? I, I thought the Borna one, there was obviously question marks about Borna. He'd done previously, he'd done okay at the weekend, but I think that was a great call. You know, do he actually putting Borna on there, and I think we saw it obviously early on in the game in particular, and he has that very much, you know, the kind of confidence when he's on it, and he looked really classy, played well, yeah, I thought that one. There's a wee question mark again about should maybe Stephen Davis have started, especially with this type of game and his experience and so on. But I must admit, no, I, I was pretty happy with what we had. I love the Jack and Lindstrom combination. You know, since they brought them in, I think after Parkhead, or you know, and when the two of them are fit and they're playing well, and and I thought during the game as well, Adam, it's great the way that. It's purely down to football now, you've said, without the away goal. So it's mm-hmm. just a case of us playing. The way that we played that really good football, but in Europe normally when you then lose the ball, occasionally it's a shot you know, against us or it's you know, people have a chance. I thought the way that we just mopped things up, it was like constant us going at them, going at them. But rather than, oh my goodness, they've got the ball, the likes of Lundstrom and Jack and so on in the middle, uh, you know, even the, the defenders, but we were just picking it up again and going. So I loved that one. And again, Kent obviously had a cracker. Again, I think the way we played too, I love the the Aaron Ramsey link-up, and I think that really helped Roof as well, because rather than the old firm game where I felt it was a a shame, Roof was just playing, you know, in in a kind of way that he shouldn't. I think the way that we set up, it really helped things. And at some point in time, Ramsey was getting closer to him too, and it allowed Roof to do that wee kind of moving into spaces. So, no, I I thought he got it... Actually, got a hundred percent right, mate. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Ross. Based on the game last, based on the game on Sunday, uh, and based on the game last week, going into this game, I thought Stephen Davis would have been ideal. Um, as I said, based on how those games went, but as Alan said, the way that we played last night, the way that we tweaked the formation, we had Tavernier very high, Barisic very high at, at stages, Ryan Jack dropping back in at right back uh, at times to cover and then Ramsey right up in support of Aribo and Roof really um, I think that was was key here and it meant that we maybe didn't need that kind of creative passer from from deep because we were doing it in other 
ways, probably ways that we've done more in the past. So, yeah, Davis to me might pre-game. I thought that might have helped, but I think the manager absolutely got it spot on with that that way that we attacked down that right hand side. Yeah, and I think that was a large part of the reason that we were managed to maintain that intensity throughout the game as well as we allowed Tab and Borna the space to get up there, to get up high up the pitch, deliver those kind of balls, and obviously be on the end of them in Tab's case. Without that real fear that they would need to go bombing back up the other end as well, and obviously that's a natural part of the role, but when you have that cover there of Jack, as you see, filling in a right back, a particularly quite interesting bit of tactical tweak there that Gio put in. I think you need to give him full credit for that. On the Davis point, quite specifically, yeah, I was thinking maybe after Sunday that he would be an obvious choice. I was quite surprised that he didn't come on um, there in the game. Yeah, I was maybe expecting to see him in there rather than Glenn Kamara, but maybe that's a different conversation. With regards to starting 11, I thought he got it absolutely spot on. And John Lundstrom in that role for Rangers is absolutely instrumental to what we do. I don't think there's any kind of getting away from that anymore. I know he had a rough start at Rangers. A lot of people were writing him off. Maybe that was more to do with the fact that we were going through a rough spell ourselves in the team. But he's came through that in absolute flying colours now. As I say, he's instrumental to what we do. And they have the performance he gave last thing in terms of winning the ball back and being able to drive us up the pitch, I thought was absolutely tremendous. And I said about Tab and Borna being able to get up the pitch there, Ryan Jack helping with that. That doesn't happen if you don't have someone in that role like John Lundstrom who can win the ball back in high places up the pitch and manage to keep that intensity going. I thought he was absolutely superb at that last night. So, yeah, maybe along the kind of same lines yourself, possibly a wee bit surprised not to see Stephen Davis, but you give credit for his shoe. I think the manager got absolutely spot on. He did. Um, one thing that I think we, we all thought last week was... Um, we were awful, <laughs> I think, is, is, is yeah, the first yeah. thing last week. <laughs> but coming away from the game at 1-0, I think everybody felt quite flat. But as we said post-match, it is still 1-0. Braga, to me, had a chance to put another one past us um, in that game. But they kind of, for whatever reason, in the second half of the first leg, took their foot off the gas. Um, so I, I don't think the fast start was really required in this game for us. I think we always, I always thought we would get at least a goal. However... 70 seconds, I'm not sure I quite thought we would have got it got it that early. And it's basically what we what we spoke about there. Bassey, um, who we didn't really pick out there in terms of the lineup, I thought was a was a good choice pre-game because of his pace um in terms of recovery. Mm-hmm. Um but it was his quality on the ball for for most of the game that I thought was fantastic. I didn't actually realise, Alan, that it's his ball over the top for, for Barisic, um, or for Kent, sorry, which um, on the left-hand side, and then obviously the ball swings in for, for Barisic to Tavernier, and Tavernier again, and we said, being in that attacking position to come in at the, come in at the back post. And the, the finish that he, he gives there, you would have thought, you try and cut it back across goal, that would make the most sense. But the position of the keeper, he's actually got that covered, and that keeper's very quick to go off his line. Um, anyway, so he pre- pretty much puts it in the only gap that, that there is, which is obviously right across goal and into the, the far corner. Um, really nice move from us, kept the pressure on. Fantastic goal uh, in 70 seconds in and we're on our way. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, it's just a dream. Uh, and I think you're right as well. As you say, there was a wee bit of frustration. I know later on with Bassey at times, it was a obviously with him and Golson playing it, but I thought they played it really well, and it gives a nice balance, that left-hand side, with obviously Hollander being out, but it was nice him having, uh, allowed Borna to go down, and Borna Barisic, some of the, just the wee dinks, you know, with the sand wedge or the wedge, but just the way he was playing, you know, kind of balls over, I thought was good. The, the only thing I find a wee bit frustrating about Big Bassey, and I think he's fantastic as a young player, at times I feel as if he's not quite on his toes and anticipating, but thankfully because he's got that wonderful turn of pace and he can just make it up, you know, that that covers. But uh, no, I, I thought it was brilliant. And as you say, that goal, then obviously getting the other one, really unfortunate. I think Adam, uh, you know, with the, the second one that obviously was out with VAR, but at that point in time, it was great. My only other thought was going back to the old firm game at Ibrooks. That yep. old, the minute you've got your first goal, right, come on, guys, nothing stupid for five minutes. Do you know that? Just yep. keep it tight, keep it tight, and then go again. Unfortunately, that's what happened. Yeah. Well, I think that's a good, that's a really good point, Ross, because yes, this goal is it's a great goal. Um, first of all, and Barris is showing exactly what what he want and Roof. Um, Roof as well. Uh, I know people might think it's probably counterproductive to play Barisic and then swing balls into Roof, but he's shown he's decent in there if, if he gets mm-hmm. proper service. The games against Celtic um, last year, Ross, uh, and obviously at the weekend uh, as well. It was a great goal. 
Um, it is obviously a handball um, by the, the letter of the law, exactly the same as the Marcus Alonso one um, the other night. We can't really, I was going to say we can't complain because we've had the benefit of VAR. It's not even about the benefit. It's, it's a right call and a wrong call. We've had right calls in the past and that, that, that was still a right call here. I think one of the later goals is a wrong call, but we'll, we'll come on to that um, later on. But regardless of this being offside, Ross, like Alan said, getting the fast start is great. We went better than the Celtic game because we scored again. Okay, it's offside, but we, we didn't let that dent our confidence in this game, which I think you could probably say that the setback that we had in the Celtic game, we did. So that was a big difference for us. We just kind of kept going and kept um, barring the door down. Yeah, and the, the other key difference between that and the Celtic game is, if you think about just after we were 1-0 up against Celtic with the Iron Rams goal, there was a chance just after that where the ball goes flashing across the box. Now that doesn't go in, we kind of lull a wee bit and within two minutes Celtic are up the pitch and they've equalised. We don't let that happen. Now I think it would have been maybe not easy for us to, to feel a wee bit sorry that we weren't turning up in the first five minutes, but the intensity remained there. We kept driving forward and we kept getting at them. And like we said throughout it, that was the most pleasing aspect of this. Now, I know you said earlier on about maybe the fast start wasn't quite required. It certainly helped because I'd done the, the press conference with Carlos Carvajal um, on Wednesday and he spoke about wanting to use that atmosphere as a positive for Braga and a negative for Rangers. What he meant by that is if they could frustrate Rangers, that lasted for 70 seconds and went really well. But, you know, if they could frustrate Rangers and try and suppress that atmosphere and people start to get frustrated, then, you know, that that could turn nasty. And we've, we've seen before times at Ibrox where we're all sitting there and we're getting quite frustrated and you're trying to suck the ball into the net and it's just not happening. So that was their game plan. They wanted to go out and win the game, but they also wanted to try and frustrate us. We didn't let that happen. And that, for me, was really, really pleasing with a fast start. We didn't put ourselves in a position where anyone was getting frustrated in the crowd. We were all right behind the team and then, as I said, the roof goes off the place when we go 1-0 up. Really, really unlucky not to get that, that second goal when we did. As a handball by letter of the law. It's frustrating, but that, that is what it is. There's not really too much we can do about that. But to get that fast start and then to, to not give them that opportunity to try and sit and frustrate the crowd, I thought was absolutely massive last night and a large part of the reason why we're sitting here in the semi-final. Yeah, 100%. Um... The rest of that first half, I thought we, we were great. Um, we certainly created. We created more in the first half than we did in the uh, in the second half, which which is, I guess, what you want. Like we said, if we're being the being the aggressor, um, there was another chance. Roof, obviously, is this difficult? It probably is. He, he definitely should score uh, that one. Hits off the bar. We'll we'll see an even worse off the bar later on, which we'll we'll talk about um, from Scott Arfield. But um, we were. All over the place, dominant to a man again. Alan, I need to come to Bassey for the penalty. I didn't realise this until I watched it this morning. This ball that he plays through, <laughs> yeah, um, is just unbelievable. What I think is really clever about this, and it's something that we spoke about before, is yes, that's a great ball. Yes, Braga are very, very wide open at, at this stage um, in the game. They obviously get the man sent off in this move. But if you watch the game back, Roof runs off his marker, but Ramsey makes a really intelligent run when Bassey has the ball, which splits the centre-halves and basically leaves Roof one-on-one. And Roof manages to get goal-sided his man. He does very well. I've seen Owen Hargreaves. Owen Hargreaves is always quite positive. I've seen him saying it's, it's soft. It's not soft. He goes through and goal and the guy goes through the back of him and it's a, a penalty and a, a sending off all day. But again, that that on-the-ball quality from Bassey to ping that, I don't know, 60-yard pass through gives us that opportunity. And the yeah. rerun from Ramsey makes the space. It was a... A nicely worked move, and then obviously Tavernier steps up um, and scores the goal as he does in, in those big moments. Um, and that's us 2 0. We're just a, a few minutes to half time, and obviously um, Braga down to 10 men. Aye, and I think that's the point I was making between him and Golson. He's obviously learning from him. He's got the ability, as you've you've said, in terms of delivering those balls. But normally that's the kind of pass Adam would be expect from Golson. Yep. You know, so you've now got it coming, as you say, from a different angle. And I think that's where Aaron Ramsey too is probably still just seventy percent of in terms of kind of fitness and match and so on. But like you've said, the quality of him and his movement. And again, I, I seem to remember even was it the week before McCoy's talking about Roof too, and that is the one thing that he has too, hasn't he? You know, is that I'm fading to go one way and then I'm going the other. And as you say, they saw it, they used that space well. But with you as well, hundred percent, you know, the guy just tries to shove him, doesn't try to play the ball. Uh, no, absolute penalty all day long. And I think you quite like the guy that took that penalty, don't you, Adam? Ah, yeah. uh, he's OK, he's OK. Yep, he's OK. I'm, I mean, see, see for, I mean, I, I remember messaging you months ago about him, and I know, it, obviously, he's age now, and he's captain of Rangers and so on. I still cannot see why, down in England, there haven't been moves for people trying to get him. 
because the guy's, I mean, his numbers and all the stuff that he's been doing, do, do you know what I mean? It's What is he now? Is he probably the kind of leading scorer in the Europa League as well, joint top scorer or something? Yeah. I think he is now, yeah, with six. Um, I think there's him and Akambi uh, at Lyon and, and one other whose, whose but, name escapes me, but they're all obviously out yeah. of the competition. So, But even even to stand for that length of time, sorry, Adam, as well, with the, yeah. you know, and, and stay composed and stay composed and put that one away. Uh, no, just brilliant, yeah. Because yeah. they were they were at it at the, at the penalty. Obviously, they had the, the VAR call, which the guy's still on the park because if it's not a penalty, then he's probably not getting sent mm-hmm. off. Um, but he goes off, but then you see them kind of cro- encroaching on the 18-yard box as well, and the referee has to go over twice. We'll come on to the referee. I don't think he was he was great. He was probably easily easily led, but we'll come on to it. But you're right, that was a good two or three minutes um, there where he has to basically just block out the noise and mm-hmm. and and score the goal. Um, so Ross, we're at two 0 um, going into the the second half. Um, we didn't let up um, at all. We we had that roof offside, which again, by the letter of the law, for me, there's probably I can't remember exactly what, but there's there's at least one body part off offside, I think. But it is still very very tight there. But again, we're getting through. Roof is looking really really sharp. His work off the ball. Um, is something that is very, very underrated by people. I think people just think he sits in the 18-yard box and does nothing. His link-up play outside the box was absolutely spot on last night and this, these little runs that he does. I think sometimes he sometimes he makes runs that people don't see um, and it then looks like he's made a terrible decision just because of that split second. But this one, I thought he timed the run just about to perfection. Um, and when he's through on goal like that, you just know he's going to finish anyway. But again, an unfortunate one because it was so close. Yeah, yeah, really, really unlucky. And like we said about the intensity, we didn't let up throughout that second half at all. Yeah, that, obviously, the roof offside goal, that's pretty much just in line with, with where I sit. I was convinced that he was onside. And obviously, I know they check every goal. When Ainsworth puts his flag up, I was utterly, utterly convinced that he was onside. I was not having that at all. But obviously, I haven't seen the replay, but I can listen. You expect it on the bar that these things are going to be tight, but they make the right call. Probably it's a right call that is gutting as that is. The other major opportunity that we didn't mention just before that would be the Rebo chance where he was on the edge of the box, curled it just wide, probably should have played in Ryan Kent, who was absolutely screaming for it. That was a wee bit disappointing, but again, it just, it just comes back to what we're seeing throughout this guy's intensity. was always there and always brilliant. Your point on Roof as well is something that I've made before. I think Roof, you, you can typecast him as a penalty box striker, and what I'd say for that is not a derogatory thing. I think if you give the ball to him within the 18-yard box, like we said earlier on, if you give him the service, he'll score the goals. It's always been the case with Kamar Roof. However, he's off the ball work as well, and the runs that he makes is incredibly intelligent. His link-up play is fantastic. Now, you can't play the same way that Morelos can, Play. He's not the type of guy you just give the ball to and he'll just go rampaging through defences. Adam, we were on before the, the Celtic game at Ibrox speaking about this exact thing. We're not going to go over that again. We went into a wee bit more detail then. But outside of the box, he brings other people into the game as well. And it's not just about that, it's his movement inside the box as well. And outside of it, the runs that he makes, it opens up space for more people. You're speaking about the really intelligent run that Ramsey made for the, for the penalty and the sending off. Riff does it just as good. In my opinion, his off the ball movement is incredible. And I think you said that maybe he's almost too good in that sense for the fact some of the runs that he makes people don't quite pick up on. But I thought he was absolutely immense last night and blows any kind of notion out of the water that. We absolutely need Morelos to score goals. And it was one of my frustrations last week that I still think we were trying to play to Alfredo Morelos, who wasn't on the pitch. There was absolutely none of that at the weekend. And, of course, last night, we really played to Kamar with strength last night. And, as I say, it's another absolutely massive reason why we got through. Definitely. Um, I think that's I think that's key. Like you said, getting those guys up in support. Ramsey and Roof seem to work very well. It's an interesting one, that, because Roof and Arfield seem to work very, very well at points last season, but then also when they come on against Hibs um, away. I think we were at that together, Ross. That wasn't a great game, but they come on and they, they changed the game. Roof obviously scored the penalty, but um, just that link-up play. They're both We know what they are and we know what they aren't in terms of pace and physicality, etc. They don't have lots of that, but just that intelligence, I think, really helps. And Braga, obviously, by this point, are are down to 10 men and were absolutely no great shakes anyway. So we did um, we did a good job there. And I want to talk about Aaron Ramsey uh, as well here, specifically on, on this foul. Um, we have the ball in the night again. Um, but I, I don't know if this is a foul. I, keepers, uh, are, keepers are obviously so very, very well protected that, that fair enough. But the ball's over the line before he, he goes near him, I think. So it's a bit of a strange thing for me. 
Yeah, we, I mean, obviously, you know, I'm, I'm kind of east in closure anyway, quite near where the the Rangers players were sitting, you know, like Morales and so on, but I, I'm kind of that side of it. But yeah, for me, it looked as if he had actually sort of taken over. Uh, a couple of my mates sat behind in the Copeland front, and that was what one of them said to me after the game. They said the keeper actually, he made the mistake and looked really kind of embarrassed by it. So, I, I mean, obviously they must have looked at it, uh, you know, on, on far, but I, I'm with you, Adam. I honestly thought that's a goal regardless of wee Ramsey coming in, you know, yeah. Yeah, it's a very it's a very strange one, but like you said, he's, he he must have looked at it. Um, uh, then Ross, we get a, a soccer punch, which was in danger of summing up the season uh, again. <laughs> absolutely no um, attacking intent from from Braga at all. I think this was maybe their third attempt. Uh, never mind on target. Um, and it's a pretty basic basic goal. Carmo, um, decent ball in. Carmo loses Golden, and Roof is kind of. In that area where either him or Morelos usually are in the middle of the pitch, just kind of waiting to clear, but Carmel gets the gets the run on him because he's lost goals. And it's a great header in in the corner. But this is the setback thing we're talking about again because we're up at we should have had three or or four goals. We can debate the three um, VAR decisions as well, or certainly one or one or two of them. Um, and we're sucker punched. Um, confidence setbacks etc. isn't something we can really associate with this team and how they respond. This year, um, it maybe got a little bit fraught after that. Certainly for for the rest of of the ninety minutes, I don't think we were in absolutely any danger of hanging on. But you just know that way where the crowd gets nervous and everything's a wee bit too tries to be a wee bit too precise. We make some mistakes, etc. Fans are on their backs. It, it wasn't an enjoyable last ten minutes, I, I would say. But um, at the end of the day, we we get ourselves any extra time. I remember saying to the wee lad who sits next to me, Ibrox, that because I could totally understand what you're saying there. I felt nervous, and I think we all did. I think you're lying if you didn't suspect or fear the worst because this season that has generally been what's happened. Maybe not in Europe per se, but in, in the league and in other competitions where we have experienced those sucker punches. So, yeah, you're obviously going to fear the worst at that moment. But I do remember saying that I think if we got through in the 90 minutes, then we would be absolutely fine. You were just worried that they would create something or get a stupid free kick or another corner or something like that. And I believe I'm right in saying that was our only shot from within the 18 yard box all night, which again just makes it even more frustrating. And that probably added to some of the nerves as well because they'd done nothing, offered nothing and barely got up the park, didn't trouble Alan McGregor at all up until that one moment and you give them one chance to score from it and that maybe goes back to what I said earlier on that when you get to this level in the Europa League you're, you can see chances some teams are going to take them that's the quality of this competition now but I think once we got through the 90 minutes we did calm ourselves down it probably did come at the right time just to kind of calm the crowd down as much as anything else as well calm me down certainly because as I said I knew I was getting nervous and it gives you that kind of opportunity to reset now I think had that game going on a wee bit longer, we'd have naturally found our feet. Again, that, that fraughtness that you spoke about, Adam, would have probably died out of the game. We would have got another foothold. You could tell that they were starting to tire as well. But I think that 90 minutes coming at the right time that it did, it just got the players the opportunity to sort of reset, get off the park, listen to the management team and go back on it. And from that point, the intensity was back up again. That only period between the Braga goal and the 90 minutes would be when you would say the intensity was was maybe dropping off a bit but even then in added time I think you can see it picking back up again so I totally agree we're never hanging on or anything like that but the general nerves around the place I think were, were obviously justified and when you get to the stage of the competition now this is something I was trying to explain to someone earlier on who's who's not a Rangers fan um, one of my pals and I was saying talk about the atmosphere at these kind of games of course nervous it's natural of course you're going to be nervous because you are so close and we could taste that semi-final we were in touch and distance of it basically hand one foot in the semi-final so for that to happen it's obviously disappointing but i think we've done well to obviously go off reset and then come back and go again i think yeah sorry adam the, the point you adding to ross you mentioned that i think always when you get near to extra time i'm always of that view okay it's good if you could have a Lovenkrantz last minute or whatever but it, normally I just think to myself I'd rather get to the extra time because if you lose one like as Ross had said you can get back into it again I, I thought uh, what was really good too uh, was actually just as we were about to start you know the, the kind of 90 minutes uh, so the extra time I thought the crowd 
suddenly yep. there was just this massive rally and it, you could just feel and that's where you know Ibrooks under the floodlights and so on but you just kind of felt that it's like here we go and I think that lifts the team too and again I think it obviously adds more pressure onto them so that just seemed it just seems strange to me because normally here we go we kick off but I think we all knew it was like a, we've got to dig deep and I think the crowd themselves I think you should take a bit of credit for that as well, Adam. Atmosphere overall through the game was brilliant, but that particular moment just gave us that wee push again, yeah. Absolutely, and I think I think that last five minutes for me, it was probably more frustration and, and we need to get a goal here just because of how dominant we've been and because of the soccer punch, but I'm the same as you. Um, I wouldn't go necessarily go hell for leather in those last five minutes if you're heading towards extra time because, like we see, um, Braga had 10 men, we were by far on top and you would back us to, to get the goal in extra time um, mm-hmm. absolutely which is which is what happened Ross interesting thing Willie Vass picture um, this morning I don't know if you've seen it um, where they are having their pre-extra pre, pre time conference I was going to say huddle their pre-extra time conference on the the pitch uh, and Gio I think he said after the game he was talking about they're down to 10 men we're the aggressors let's stretch play let's get them wide etc Dave Voss is standing with uh, his wee tactics board um, behind his, his back and he's got Rangers shape and Braga's shape on it. Um, and what is really interesting is it is basically an exact replica of the goal that comes up. Um, the, the third goal, it's got Barisic with Lundstrom dropping in um, to the, the defence uh, or, or as a three, it's got Ryan Jack sitting, it's got Tavernier wide and it's got Glenn Kamara up beyond um, the defence, which as we see happens, Tavernier plays the ball down to Kamara, Aribo makes a lovely lovely run, um, which Kamara finds and it's a wonderful um, ball over that old corridor of uncertainty from Aribo and, and Roof slots it in um, Ross, it's quite interesting to see that that come come alive during the game I don't think I've ever seen something like that before um, it's clearly something that they had wanted to do and they were doing throughout the game with that attack down the right hand side, but it's just one of those quite Serial moments when it actually happens about 15 minutes later. Yeah, I know the picture you're talking about. I've seen it earlier on, so it's actually a, a brilliant bit of capture from, from Billy Vass. And you're right to see that come alive is incredibly satisfying. It's obviously something that they worked on. And it goes back to what I was saying earlier on about giving the players that chance to reset, go and get a breather, go get a bit of a drink and listen to those kind of tactical instructions. And it's a beautiful goal as well. It's incredibly well worked. We've scored a lot of good goals in, in Europe this season, lads, as, as we all know. But that, that's up there just in terms of the sheer satisfaction because of what you've just discussed there. It's something I was going to bring up myself because you can see it in the tactics board that, that Dave Boss has and you can see what they're trying to do. But to see it be implemented in the way that it was and the fluidity of the play as well, I was really, really found quite pleasing. And it, listen, nobody deserved to go last night more than Kamar Roof to move, to move, move from the tactics onto the emotional side of things a wee bit. He worked his socks off. He was incredibly unlucky at this point not to, not to already have a hat-trick. So it was absolutely delightful for, uh, for him to be on the end of it. But like said to see that just come alive in the manner that it did is incredibly pleasing and goes back to the whole tactical setup from Gio deserves so much credit from last night not just for the way that he set up in the 90 minutes which I think as we've already discussed was absolutely spot on but to then go and do it again in extra time to give them that sort of reset and that new uh, fresh set of tactical instructions and then to see a play out on the park you need to give the manager a hell of a lot of credit for that it's one thing for the players to go and do it and carry it out and that's wonderful but for the managers to make those tweaks and to give them that information that enables them to go and carry that out I think he deserves a hell of a lot of credit. He absolutely does. Um, Ross and Alan Roof, as we said, not necessarily needed a goal, but I think he would have been probably really frustrated that he hadn't had a goal by by that point. Um, just a, a brilliant bit of striker play. Yes, it's a tap-in and Aribo does all, a lot of the work by making the run and flashing the ball across goal, but you watch Roof in the build-up uh, and you see that he's not in that position. He has to bust a gut. Um, and what is it, 115 minutes he has to bust a gut to make up the two yards to get himself in between the, the Braga defenders and slide it in it's just one of those moments where he comes alive uh, in those situations in the box and he's absolutely ice cold and any time, I've said this for 18 months, any time the ball drops in the box, for me it has to be Kamar Roof because he very 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 rarely lets you down uh, in those type of situations yeah, and I think I've got to put my hands up. So probably a year or so ago, I would have a wee rant about how, you know, I think maybe because he was injured, you know, you would have him a couple of games, he would get injured, he would be sort of coming back and yep. playing. That was really frustrating. And at times as well, I felt as if we know he's got it, 
at his application, but recently, I mean, he's completely changed things now, Adam, and as you say, the effort that he's putting into his work rate, and what is good now is the fact that he is continually fit now, he's just getting sharper and sharper, which could be a really good time for us, yeah. It could. I think the frustration there, absolutely, the frustration is that we know how how good he is, but those niggly, niggly injuries and there's that old cliche: if he was fit, he wouldn't he wouldn't mm-hmm. be here, which yep. is which is fair enough. But I think the issue we've got this season is we've got four or five of those players now, and everybody's just starting to get a bit frustrated. Whether it's Ramsey, Arfield, Hellander, Roof, Jack, even all picking up these niggly or or long term injuries uh, all the time, which I think just adds to to the frustration. Yeah, Ross. Um, Another three or four chances, I'm not going to go through them, another three or four chances uh, in extra time as we were absolutely dominant. That Arfield miss will live long in the memory, particularly, can you imagine if Bragg had come back again after after that miss? But thankfully, they never, um, and we're through. And those moments when that full-time whistle goes and, and the song comes on, I was saying to a couple of people earlier on, for me, I think these last three games, Dortmund, Belgrade and, and Braga, probably go straight into my top five European Ibrox experiences in the last 30 years that, that I've been going. They've just been really, really special. Dortmund was just incredible in terms of the feet. Red Star, in terms of us putting the game to bed in the first half, eh, the first leg, and then this one obviously going through the semi-finals. But there isn't very much better than full-time whistle going and, and that song coming on just now on a Thursday night. It's just, it's, it's incredible. So it's what you do it for. And listen, we've been through a hell of a lot as Rangers fans. It's something that gets brought up time and time again in this European run, where we are versus where we were. But it's what we do it for. It's what we've stuck by the team for, and we absolutely deserve it. I know you're saying there, Adam, it goes straight into your top five European nights. It goes straight into my top five. <laughs> Full stop. That The Dortmund game, like you said, for, for just the incredible feat, and then the way that game panned out as well with Dortmund you know, coming into it, taking the lead on the night, and then the, the tabbing your goal, the equaliser was just like an out-of-body experience. But I think you could probably describe this entire European run is almost like an out-of-body experience. I was saying last night, actually, uh, just before I, I, we were out last night, or just before I came and met you, that if you think back to that Lyon game, the, the very first game of the Europa League, they came in quite handsomely, beat us 2-0. I don't think we really done much in the game at all. Imagine turning around saying to someone then, oh, don't worry, we'll be playing Leipzig in, in the semi-final this competition come, come April. You'd have been laughed at the room. It was an incredible thought. So to come back and, and do it the way that we have, and then, like you say, about the Red Star game, to go and kill that basically in, in the first leg I know the, we made the second leg a wee bit ropier than maybe we would have liked to but we got through and then just the feet last night ever, everything about it going to extra time it makes it feel sweeter in the moment maybe a wee bit less less happy about that coming to Sunday we could have done without the extra half an hour but in, in isolation it's just it's incredible it's absolutely incredible and like I said earlier on I'm very much a product of, of Walter Ball in Europe but this is just an absolute joy to watch. Now we're really putting teams to the sword in Europe in a way that I don't think, even speaking to people of, of, of an older generation, that we've not done before. This is the golden era of, of, of Rangers in Europe with the style of football that we're playing, the teams that we're beating and how consistently we are. And this team, I don't think, at least, has a ceiling in Europe. And I think they know that as well. It's been year-on-year progression pretty much. There's always been some kind of step up that we've taken and they've just went into the stratosphere this year and yeah, in a semi-final now you can dream about so I don't want to have booked somewhere this morning just to say just in case I don't want to get too ahead of myself but if you can't dream and you can't try and enjoy this now then look, football's not the, the sport for you it really is a, it's a time to dream what is and that just makes me incredibly happy and incredibly proud as well really really proud of them Alan, you're slightly older than myself and Ross without being without being rude about it Um <laughs> But I think Ross nails it. For me, this season isn't done yet. But these, regardless, these four years, is certainly in terms of my my lifetime, the the progression and the performances in Europe to go and beat huge teams like we've done this season, Porto, Feyenoord, um, previous seasons is is fantastic, and it is the high water point for me in in my thirty years oh. going to, going to games. Just the consistency for the the four years we've been absolutely fantastic on this stage. Yeah, I, I think, I mean, for years, especially when we're down in the lower leagues, I used to sit and shout at, not clouds, but the TV, and say to yeah. Margaret, we used to beat this team, we used to play, and she would go, you'll get back one day, but to be honest with you, it was so far away, uh, and as you say, I mean, I remember, obviously, Cup Winners' Cup, beating Bayern at, you know, at Ibrox, the atmosphere, Juventus, Dynamo Kiev, the Parma, the whole, 
you, you know, so many wonderful nights as well, great atmospheres. I think what's great is, as you say, the past couple of years we've consistently done it. And I think also in a, an era where we really shouldn't be because all of the seedings, they're, they're always wanting the kind of five leagues. They don't really want us here. And I think for us to do it now, you know, within that sort of context as well, this season in particular, as you say, consistently doing it, even in some of those other ones I mentioned, we would get so far and fall. But the quality of the football as well it has. I mean, the, even the Dortmund won away, you know, in terms of the performance. And that's why I'm saying as well, with this away goals thing, in a way, it's, uh, it's as if it freezes up and allows us to actually play football. And it comes down to that one. I think the refereeing as well, I know the one last night uh, obviously was poor, but I think if you compare it to Scottish football, it sort of suits some of the players that we've got because they're not allowed to just hammer throw and throw people about. Uh, but the the atmosphere and everything now in this modern Ibrox, it's just, it just I, I don't know. I mean, I'm hoping it doesn't end for a long time, Adam, because just the trajectory at the moment is just, and uh, everyone is talking about, I mean, down south as well, and I think across Europe now, the, the kind of famous Glasgow Rangers brand, it's just building all of the time. So, I mean, really well, what Gerard did too, you know me as well. I've been pushing back because a lot of people were going Van Bronckhorst is that really. But I think yeah. Van Bronckhorst he takes a hang of a credit too for the way he's managed to kind of you know for these maybe the past couple of months as well against some of these top quality sides and the way he has changed games and you know during games as well changed formations. So, but I mean for goodness sake, I think David calls me the Reverend I am Jolly. I kind of keep the smile off my face, Adam, and long may it continue, pal. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely, I think I think you're right. He deserves huge amounts of credit for for Europe. Obviously, the the domestic um, situation is Definitely. is yep, yep. Un, unacceptable. But we can separate the two out now. I think um, absolutely. And Ross semi final, as we said against Leipzig, it's a shock for me to be honest. Um, I thought when Atalanta got Atalanta got the draw uh, last week, I thought they were they were good to go for this game. I do think Atalanta are are the better team. Um, but Leipzig are, are through, so again, hopefully that that suits us. They'll be typically German, um, can't defend, and will be um, pretty quick on the break. Uh, I would have thought, going by simple flawed logic, probably the fact that we beat Dortmund um, should mean that we beat Leipzig. Is uh, Leipzig? Sorry, it's obviously not not as um, cut and dried as that, but it's opening up again. Leon are out, um, Barcelona are out as well, so it's Frankfurt and. West Ham on the other side, which you would probably have, if you could handpick, I would say, the semi-finals. I think that's probably what I would have went for in terms of what we've got now. Um, there is probably an argument that the conference semi-finals are maybe stronger than the Europa League semi-finals this year. Um, so it's going to be an interesting one. What's, uh, what is your thoughts for, for Leipzig? I know everyone is frantically getting getting booked up, independent flights, etc. But what's your, what's your thoughts for it? It's going to be a tough one, a wee bit like yourself. I, I thought when Atalanta got the draw last week, and they would be home and hose, obviously going through. They're a good side. Leipzig, there's no point in denying that. They're quite a free scoring side in the last month or two. They've put six goals past Hertha Berlin and Greuther Firth. Greuther Firth, obviously, previously have said we're getting this team. They're not great shakes, but score six goals and to do it twice in such quick succession probably does deserve plaudits. I believe they've only lost one of the last 18 games, and that was against Bayern Munich. So, does that even really count towards that statistic? Mm. Yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be a tough one. I, I take your point about obviously <laughs> we've beaten we've beaten better. Oh, we have beaten some favourites of people should not. We have beaten better. It's going to be a hell of a tough side though. They've got really good players. Christopher and Kunku is the one that always kind of springs to mind. It's just an incredible, incredible talent for RB Leipzig. It's it's going to be tough. It's going to be really really tough. And but this stage of the competition, like you said, you're not going to get easy games. You're going to have to beat good teams to get to where we want to be. And obviously that is Seville. And me talking about handpicking it, I think we do have a better chance against Leipzig than, than Atalanta. Atalanta, I know a team that maybe may close to our hearts is the wrong way to put it, Adam, but we do have a lot of admiration for them. Followers yep. of Italian yep. football, yep. Um, Gasparin did some fantastic stuff there. Quite surprised that they went out. I think it would have been a, a great team to watch, but you know, I'm quite happy that they're not going to be there. I think we have a real puncher chance against Leipzig. It's going to be tough. It's going to be really, really tough. Uh, what we need to do in the first leg, we need to go there and try and make sure that we just bring the tie back to Ibrox. We've shown that if it need be, that we can turn deficits around. That's not something that I am particularly worried about in that sense, but we need to just make sure that the tie is still in the balance to some degree coming back to Ibrox. If we do that, then 
I'll be quietly confident, but it's going to be a hell of a job over there as well. I don't know what the ticket allocation is going to be like for us. I think Atalanta have got just under 3,000, if I read that right earlier on. I was trying to have a wee look at it to try and chart my own way over, but if we can go there, try and keep the tie in the balance, as I say, they're a free-scoring side. We're going to have to defend just our lives out of our skin. If you can do that and bring it back to Ibrox, then, yeah, I think we've got a real puncher's chance. I think it's five percent, so yeah, it's about it's between two and a half and three thousand. I think is the allocation, but um, hopefully we can sort something out for more because I don't think Leipzig sell out that that stadium uh, every week. So maybe it's similar to Braga that we can try and get something sorted out and get close to double that. That would be that would be ideal. Um, on to Sunday then, Alan, with with some trepidation. Um, unfortunately. Um, we've got a lot of players who played a lot of minutes last night. Um, I'm obviously thinking Aaron Ramsey got 80, so did Jack, uh, Ruth and Aribo, um, 100 before they came off. And then obviously a, a few others, Balligan had to come on. Um, he came off, Barisic came off when Balligan went on. We think the manager said just cramp on that one, so hopefully Barisic should be fit. But that's another 30 minutes in Balligan's legs that we probably didn't want. Um, what's your thoughts on the lineups, etc? Then obviously we don't have the press conference yet, but what's your thoughts for Sunday? Do we go with something similar here, or would you be more inclined to maybe bring in someone like Sakala, Kamara, Stephen Davis? Oh, I, I would try and go similar, but again, it depends on, as you say, injury-wise and the amount of energy they've used. But to be honest with you, I would prefer we went with something similar the way we started and then potentially use the others as people. So, for example, if Jack and Lundstrom were both OK to play and then is one of them tired later on, potentially then, you know, kind of Stephen Davison. But, and to be honest with you, I know, as I say, he had been out the picture for a wee while. Again, I think if Barisic, if Barisic is fit enough to play, I would still actually keep the kind of, you know, the sort of back four, you know, as they were, yeah. yeah. Uh, not so sure about uh, Joe Aribo. I know he's came on to a wee bit of a game, whether we could maybe do something there. But I, I think keep the, the majority of them, but we really, we're really going to have to use the bench, you know, at times. And there are some decent players on there. I thought, to be honest with you, even last night, I thought Wright came on, did OK too, you know, in terms of down the right-hand side. Stephen Davis, I think, certainly for the whole kind of calmness experience, at some point, he's definitely going to go in. I was a wee bit worried about Balligan. I thought Balligan didn't exactly look 100% fit. I know there's the old, he shouldn't be on the bench, but he just looked a wee bit as if he is still struggling. Yeah. Uh, but certainly, in terms of front, I would keep the kind of front, obviously, Arden Ramsey as well. Yeah, Yeah, I didn't think Balligan looked um, very steady when he came on. He was a wee bit heavy-legged and wooden with some of his, some of his mm-hmm. clearances, etc. So we'll see how that goes. Ross, as always, it's all about... Um, how you approach a game because if you look at how we played uh, against Celtic the other week compared to how we played last night um, and you compare the fact that the only difference in the team is Balogun started in that game and Barisic started in um, the game last night if you look at it obviously the start that we got in the Celtic game was, was great in those five minutes but worlds apart in terms of the rest of the game in terms of tempo in terms of aggression etc um, I think it needs to be a similar model on Sunday personally we know Celtic are obviously a, I would say they're they're better they're having a better season than, than Braga and probably better man for man they're tactically very well coached just now we know um, what is what's your thoughts on it we've got a chance to salvage uh, a domestic season that we've we've tossed away to be honest um, it's another huge game like we said the players are are going to be tired but they have to go again and go to the well because this is another huge one. Yeah, we're going to be asking a lot of them on Sunday, but I don't think we need to make any kind of apologies for that. Listen, we knew the size and scale of this month going into it. it was what we were all buzzing for. I'm sure the players were buzzing for that as well. Couldn't have got off to our start again until a couple of weeks ago, but that is in the past now. What's it's done, it's done. They have a chance to go and like say, salvage this domestic season tomorrow, and the intensity has to be to the levels it was last night. Now, as I say, I know that's asking a lot, and how much they have in the well to give there is something that we're going to have to find out on Sunday. Only they really know that, but the positive is, after that, we do have what was what I hope this will be our last free midweek. We have a whole week off until um, we go to the game against Muddle after the split. You can go and empty the tank, so to speak, on Sunday. We're going to have to need them to do that. That's maybe what I was kind of hinting at earlier on, that that extra time last night it was a wee bit frustrating, maybe thinking about it more now in terms of we could have really done without that extra 30 minutes. It's, it's a wee bit of a pain now, having to go into the Celtic game. They would have been quite happy about that. 
But if they can go and just empty the tank tomorrow, the intensity levels need to be every bit as good as they were against Braga. It's another another huge game. And if that doesn't wake your appetite, your Rangers are in the wrong profession. But I, I don't think that's the case at all. You can go into, you go to Hamden, empty the tank and leave it all out there. You have that recovery time during the week. It's not as though we need to go to Leipzig this week. We do have that time. Go and empty the tank with that same level of intensity and then we'll give ourselves a real good chance. Absolutely. I think control is the control is the name of the game, I think, for Sunday. We've arguably every game this season we've we've maybe let Celtic control the play more than, than I certainly would have liked. So control is the name of the game. Again, it could be interesting if this is a win for, for Stephen Davis to come into. I wouldn't fancy picking who drops out, um, to be honest. But um it'd be interesting to see if that's something that we do, maybe just to get a little bit more control um when we have the ball. So um yeah, huge game. Um, coming up on, on Sunday. Um, Alan, I'll come to you for a, a quick score prediction, if that's OK, if we can bear to think about it right now. Uh, I'm going for 2-1 Rangers. Yep. I think uh, probably Kamar Roof and Ryan Kent. I think that's what we said last last week. I think everybody unanimously, Ross, when we were on, did 2-1 for Rangers. I think I'll probably go for that again. It feels like a very Rangers-Celtic uh, um, result. What's your What's your result? Well, sure. well, I'm not deviating from either. 2-1 <laughs> yeah. Rangers. That goes far to say I also believe Kamaru will get in the score sheet as well. So there you go. I think, I don't want to say the play. I that that brilliant striker we have will score. I know, I know. But I know. yeah, 2-1 Rangers, Kamaru. <laughs> I, don't want to, I don't want to say the players always a performance or anything because they've given us that performance last night. But I think domestically, things have not went as we thought. Um, absolutely. So I think, like you said, the players need to go to the well one more time. Um, before they have those those seven days off um, and and give us a performance in these games that has sadly been been lacking uh, for most of this season. So I'm very very hopeful that that we can. I think Celtic are a, a good team, um, but they they have gaps that we can exploit. And I think we've seen some of the some of the milestones or some of the markers last night of how we can do that with those overloads down down the right hand side and the quick switches of play over um, and particularly those balls from from Vasi from deep I think those are the the three main avenues that I'd be looking at to to try and attack Celtic um, but absolutely we need to to control the middle of the park as well so fingers crossed um, looking forward to it um, well I will be once this hangover clears I think it will probably be tomorrow I'll be, <laughs> I'll be starting to look forward to it Ross thank you very much for joining me tonight no thank you very much Adam it's been a pleasure and Alan, thank you. I think the first one we've done on, on Extra, it's obviously a, a very, very positive one. Here's hoping we have a, a couple more this season. I think it's because I'm on, Adam. I think that's a, it's going to be a trend now, pal, but really enjoyed it. But thanks for that. Uh, good to speak to you as well, Ross, mate. Yeah. Yes, you can be the good luck charm on Extra because I think Ross is a bit of <laughs> a jinx from memory. So um, <laughs> that's all good. OK, that'll do us for, for tonight. Um, thank you all for listening. If you haven't subscribed to Heart and Hand on Patreon yet, then you can do that as www.com, www.patreon.com forward slash Heart and Hand. Um, up to five shows a week on there for as little as £1.50 a month. So if you'd like to do that, then, then please do. Thank you all for listening. Hope you enjoyed yourself last night as much as we did. Hope you're nursing a, a sore head as much as, as me and Ross are. And we will speak to you on Monday. David will be back with hopefully uh, a very positive flagship show. Sports Social Podcast Network. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.